Am I doing this right? Wait, was that him crying? Is he choking? Oh my god, oh my god. It's four. I think he might have pooped. Nose goes on the diaper change. I think we need to give him a bath. I am so tired. I ordered something else on Amazon. What's that weird rash? Do we let him cry this time? Do you think we need to call the doctor? What time do you think he should go down tonight? Oh my god, he's so cute. Siri, play wheels on the bus. Welcome to Probably Okay Parenting, a podcast where we take a comedic, raw, and realistic look on what it is to parent a young child. Okay. I'm Allison. I'm Brian. And we are parents to a 17-month-old boy. We like to record these podcast episodes to reflect on our own experience as parents and learn from some of the leading experts in various parenting-related subjects. Some of these experts you may have heard of, some of them you may not have heard of at all whatsoever, but that's okay. Yeah, so each episode we start with a brief recap of our current adventures in toddlerdom. And then in our segment, Parenting News, we pick a relevant parenting book or article to rehash and discuss, see if there's any applicable tips or techniques we might use. And we conclude each episode with our fan favorite segment, High Low Weird, where we share a high, a low, and just plain weird from our last week in the parenting trenches. Thank you, Allison. (laughs) Uh, We want to thank all of our listeners for joining us each week, both old listeners to the pod and new listeners. Yeah, actually, I have something to share with you. Oh. One of our dear listeners. Yeah. Yeah, one of our dear listeners, or as we affectionately call them, our dear friends of the pod. Friends of the pod. Reached out. This is listener Heather. And she said, hey, y'all, how about... We call ourselves, the pop community, the DFPs. Down for parenting? The dear listeners of the pod. Dear listeners? I mean, dear friends. I was like, dear <laughs> listeners with an yeah, F. Yeah, hold on a second there. Dear friends of the pod, DFPs. You know how every podcast has like a thing they call their community? Yeah. The DFPs! There we go. There we go. It happened early this time where you blow out the microphone. Um, The DFPs. Okay, that is what I like to call a WIP, a work in progress. Um, Wow. We will come back to that maybe. I like when, you know, names happen organically. This is organic. We say this every episode, dear friends of the pod. You're right. But every every pod has friends of the pod. That's nothing proprietary to ours. Okay. I mean, I'll tell you this. It, it We can use that until we come up with something better. How about? Wow. Listener Heather is not going to be happy hearing Ooh, this. Oh, sorry. Anyway, as always, we'd love to hear your thoughts, opinions, ideas, suggestions, and just if you can relate to anything that we're saying, please let us know on Instagram at Probably okay Parenting. We love hearing from our DFPs. Let's jump into our recap. Great, great recap. Allie, would you like to start this week on our recaps of the week? Sure, sure. So I feel like, you know, 17 months, we're almost at that big year and a half mark. And it just keeps getting better. I've said this every month. Just like it's so much more fun. His little personality's coming out. I think we've had a great week. He's just learning so much. And I feel like the older he gets, the faster he learns things. For example, I started every time he backs up or like, you know, walks backwards, I go beep, beep. Beep. And just after a few times of doing that, he started doing that now. So like oh, things yeah. are catching on very quickly, which is fun. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Another one is uh, monkey sounds because we <laughs> kind of decorated his room to look like 
Um, I was going to say a zoo, but not really a zoo because the animals just are freely, um, you know, enjoying their life in his room. So we've got like monkeys on the walls. Sure, a jungle. jungle. Um, And we've been saying, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. And he's obviously no idea that that's a monkey sound. (laughs) He's going, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. And it's very, very funny. It's so fun. And so cute. Yeah, we feel very, very lucky that things just seem to be continually getting better with this guy. And look, I... I don't want to say this out loud, but don't steal my high for the week. Okay, <laughs> I'll just I I know that you know what I was gonna say, so we'll just we'll just wait on that one, I guess. Mm, mystery. You'll have to listen to the whole cast to find out. Mm-hmm. Any other updates or recaps you want to share? Sometimes I just feel like so tired, you know, and just like it's the end of the day, and I don't even think that I've necessarily done anything out of the ordinary, or like that we've went like today we really went above and beyond or anything, and. We've been having like pretty decent sleep. So it's just like, why are we still so tired? And we drink so much coffee at this point. We're like 93% coffee in our blood. <laughs> Maybe and that's we're just why. <laughs> still so tired. So I guess we just need like six weeks of pure sleep to catch up. Yes. Well, it is Sunday night and weekends. I, I remember before we had a child, one DFP listener, Sarah, said, and, and, it's important for you to know that listener Sarah has a very high pressure, high stress corporate job. She's like in charge of a million people and mm. always in meetings and a lot of pressure. She remarked that like the weekends sometimes are harder for her than like Monday morning going back to mm. work because parenting straight, you know, two days straight with her two kids is very exhausting. And even yeah. though her work is very exhausting, Maybe she gets like one second to breathe, whereas on the weekends, you you don't really. Yeah, that's a good point. Like even if you're at work, you're like, let me go to the bathroom and like you're in the bathroom yeah. versus now. By it's yourself. like, let me really quickly pee. I'm not going to finish peeing because I hear him like jumping on the couch or something. So I got to run out there. You know, mm-hmm. it's a just never yeah, a dull moment. That could be moment. why you're so tired. Okay, cool. Otherwise, I think he's just looking more and more like a real boy every day. Not yeah. like Pinocchio. Is that? how that story goes i don't know any disney stories oh yeah if you don't know uh if you're new to the pod allison has basically never seen a disney movie wait isn't there something about being a real boy instead of a pinocchio or something instead of a pinocchio (laughs) well his name is pinocchio let's start there oh and he becomes a real boy okay well so i think our son is becoming a real boy he starts as a real boy i want to be very clear about that but anyway um by the way just side note not that this is to allison at all because she has never seen a movie there's a pinocchio that was recently released on netflix that's a guillermo del toro like creation basically uh-huh. it's so good but it is quite scary so i do not recommend that if you're going to watch it um you know watch it maybe by yourself first before you watch it with your child but very very good just recently saw that good to know thanks for the tip all right that's enough of a recap let's launch into parenting news shall we we shall parenting news Okay, so today we each chose an article. We haven't shared with each other what our article is. And sometimes we like we, we frequent the library as all pod listeners, DFPs. There we'll, you go. He's I, catching I, on. He's catching on. I tried it, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so we, we are at the library with great frequency at least once or twice a week. Um, and each time we will 
peruse the parent section and uh, sometimes you know nothing particularly related to like our week jumps out at us so then it's like okay you know what let's go both try and find an article scour the internet to find something at least interesting or related so I'm going to start today, and okay. um, mine is not necessarily related to anything that's going on in our life, and it's a classic clickbait BuzzFeed article, All okay? Right, let's go. I'm ready. This is 10 new parenting trends I'm willing to trade in, not me personally, Brian, right, but right. The, the author of the article, okay. and the 10 old ones I'll gladly take in their place. Mm. Okay. okay. This sounds. I would maybe click this. Now here's the thing. Probably Just not. I want to give everyone a very um, a disclaimer, if you will, that this is a BuzzFeed article. Oh so boy. there's like it's really just the most crappily written thing in the history of crappily written things. Well, mine that I chose is from the New York Times. So what does that say about us? Mm. <laughs> very hoity-toity. All right, jumping right in. Number one, so again, I, just to be clear, I'm going to be going back and forth of things that, like, trends we can retire and trends that we can kind of bring back. According okay? to this journalist. According to this, I wouldn't call them a journalist, wow. but, you know, just because they write for BuzzFeed. Anyway, we want to retire what's called gentle-ish parenting. Oh, so not gentle parenting, but gentle-ish parenting. Gentle-ish parenting is best described as someone who says their parenting methods are in the name of gentle parenting, but are somehow not achieving exactly the same goals. So it's basically like trying to set a boundary, but in like a passive way, perhaps. Okay. So this author is saying... That They're saying like basically... Stay in your lane, commit to a Just side. commit to either like... I, it, from the way that they're, they're making it, they're basically saying, like, forget about gentle parenting. Just, like, set a boundary. You're not there to be, you know, friends with your kid, basically. So set the boundary. You're done. I'm confused because is the problem with gentle or gentle-ish? Well, what is gentle-ish? Gentle-ish is, I think, is what... <laughs> gentle-ish is. I know. I was thinking that, too. Gentle-ish is what most people do, which is kind of finding their way in the gentle parenting realm. They're probably oh, not okay, all the yeah. way over no, to one side. And I think every parenting think trend... Right. You got to find your way in the middle. Like baby led weaning is a very hot topic and popular thing to do. It's where you like don't use any purees. You just all of a sudden start shoving real food into your baby's mouth when they're ready to eat. But most people fall like in the middle of baby led weaning. Most people, I think, fall in the middle of gentle parenting. Like you Fair find point. your place. Yeah, I think this person is basically saying to choose one. Just to be clear, I'm okay. clarifying. Don't now. be wishy washy. They're saying don't be wishy washy. Either mm. be aggressive or be gentle. Okay, they're entitled to their. Opinion. Okay, so that's one we're retiring. Kay. Now, one we're going to bring back. Family dinners every night. I thought you were going to say spanking. We haven't gotten there yet. Instead of gentle parenting. That's Bring the back family dinners every night. So sitting okay. down to dinner together at the same time mm -hmm. seems like such a hard ask nowadays because of the heinous schedules we all juggle to make sense out of our days. Mm. Still, it was bonding time that was built into every day once upon a time, and we could all do with more of that in our chaotic lifestyles. Okay. That relates to us because I feel like more recently we have tried to eat as a family, but I find it so difficult to cook his meal and then also have our meal prepared okay. and then sit down to eat together. I think that we are in the minority in that 
we are a three-person family and we eat three different things. That's true. Now, Most here, families are cooking one meal and they're all eating it. That's so true. So that seems a little bit more attainable to have a family dinner at but the same time. Even still, like as, as we have said on other episodes, I am the private chef of our household. Mm-hmm. So I will not infrequently make you a meal, make me a separate meal, and make our son a separate meal. So Yes, we're very thankful. It, yes. Well, <laughs> you all are thankful. No, I'm very thankful that to do that, but I guess it's just my... I don't know. It's very hard also just the timing wise. I mean, because like he randomly will get hungry at 430 or five and then it's like, well, very often I'll end up eating dinner at like four or 430. So it just how do you even sit down as a family when like it seems like it would make it'd be easier when he's in like elementary school or something. Yeah, and he's going to bed a little later, eating a little later, and right. maybe can eat more of the stuff that we eat. Yeah, that's a good point. And even just like the prep, like tonight I made chicken for he and I, and like for me, I'm, you know, I can just eat it basically. For him, I well, got to like teeth. Yeah. cut it into the smallest, tiniest pieces of all time. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay, so that's bringing one back. I don't, I don't know if anyone would disagree with that. Like we should all eat together more. That's kind of a weak one. I am all Buzzfeed. Okay, retire. Mm-hmm. staycations okay so what they're saying basically is like post pandemic we should be trying to really get out instead of like stay now obviously wow, are they gonna finance these trips? i guess they're <laughs> buzzfeed now here's the thing i personally i'm all about staycations i know i would definitely take a staycation over most vacations well, I mean, just the logistics of traveling with a young child we've oh, talked that, about it is that difficult ad nauseum on this cast it's tough. So I think there's something to be said about like exploring your own city, trying to do new like touristy things that you don't typically do. Yeah, I think you're right. Like I think one thing that we might consider instead of like a staycation or a vacation Mm -hmm. is like trying to take advantage of adjacent towns and things like that. Like for us, we live in the suburbs of Western Chicago. So, or western suburbs of chicago there There we go go. um (laughs) and you know there's so many like little towns and each of those little towns has like its own playgrounds and like maybe a children's museum so yes um i could see for us like really trying to take more advantage of those kinds of things rather than thinking like oh we have a long weekend let's go to like michigan or something like that you know yeah i mean both sound fun honestly true the next one i chose this article based on this one okay all right bring back yeah basic birthdays Oh, no. Uh, I knew you were going to disagree. Oh, no. (laughs) Kids' birthday parties have become such a production. This is what the (laughs) author's saying. There was nothing wrong with having a few people over to have cake and hang out. The simpler, the better, and the more people who could participate, the better. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts here. Is that the end? Sure. I agree. They have become quite extravagant. Yeah, so a large production. Yes, much like weddings, baby showers. I feel like every cause for celebration these days is become a big thing. Bachelorette parties, they're all the booming. Like what do you think is the driver? I feel like social media is the obvious driver of a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Not, and when I say that, I think a lot of people will automatically assume that I'm saying like that you want to have a big party to show off. But I actually think it's actually it's not that. I think it's that. People weren't thinking about necessarily throwing these big parties. And then you're seeing it on social media and you're like, oh, that's actually really fun. Like, I want to do that instead of just like a boring old party. So at least for us, I think it's a lot less about posting and like what other people are going to think about it. Then I remember like around his first birthday, we were like looking at 
that type of content, I yeah, guess. Pinterest or whatever. Exactly. Yes. And, and we, you know, we do want to have like some friends and family friends and stuff like that over. So it's like, oh, okay, well, if we're going to have them over, let's like, let, let's make it fun. Right. And, and at least for his first birthday, you and I definitely felt like we're kind of celebrating ourselves in a sense as oh, 100%. well. hundred percent. We made it a whole year of parenting. Let's exactly. Party. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that one. Well, I think it depends. Like, there's certainly a limit. I mean, celebrities. Yeah, well, like, you s- follow uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, and he, he drops, like, 50K too. per yes, birthday for his kids. Sometimes they can get crazy. But, I mean, They're hiring, like, professional actors to play the role of, like, the Mario Brothers for yes, their yes. birthday party. I don't... I mean, if that's what you choose to spend your money on, then that's your prerogative. I don't... It doesn't bother me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But you're, I'm just saying for you personally, you are not bringing back the basic birthdays. I love a party. I've always I know, loved a you party. Love In fact, down for I didn't even really want to have a baby shower. And I said, I'd rather not have a baby shower. I'd rather just really throw down for the first birthday party when we mm, were pregnant. I was yeah, like, I remember you saying that. I'm looking forward to the birthday parties. <laughs> Good point. So... I'm probably going to keep being extra for the birthday parties. I'm not going to go Sebastian Maniscalco level. Fine, fair enough. you know, I'm going to throw down. It's so fun. You're not going to drop six figures on his birthday party? Don't plan on it. Don't plan on it. Unless this podcast or this podcast gets bought by Spotify for $100 million. All right. Uh, Retire gender reveals. Okay. Aside from the fact that it shouldn't matter... Uh It's just another unnecessary enforcement of the gender binary that you can easily pass on. Interesting. Again, just I'm quoting the BuzzFeed article. Right, right, right. Don't come at Brian. These are not his thoughts. Yeah, not my (laughs) thoughts. I promise you I don't write for BuzzFeed. So obviously, yeah, that's one I didn't even include in my list of parties that have become so big. But people are really going all out for these gender reveals. To the point where they're like legitimately damaging like the rainforest. Burning down the state of California. Well, there was, uh, I can't remember where it was, but there was one where it was like a drought stricken area. And then they like dyed a whole waterfall like the water source blue or whatever oh and gosh. they completely fucked up the the water for like a whole group of people so yikes yeah now we didn't do one because we didn't find out the gender ahead of time we were surprised at the birth but i do think it's fun to go to them when the mom and dad are finding out for the first time like it it's so nice that they're like letting people in yeah, on this very raw real moment and it's fun to see their reactions um I have seen one where the woman cried because it wasn't what she wanted. Oof. And in that case, you just have to wonder, why did you invite a bunch of people if you felt so strongly? I mean, maybe she didn't know she would have hey, that Yeah, reaction. maybe she thought that she was going to definitely have like the other one or whatever. Yeah, or sh- she thought she'd be okay with both, but it turned out she wasn't in the moment. I don't know. I think when the couple already knows... And then they do the big production. That's cute too, but not as fun for as I when see what they're you're finding out. But yeah, when they like slice into the cake, or I had a coworker bring donuts and we bit into them, and then the color in the middle. Oh, like the cream filling yeah, or whatever. Yeah, Ugh. that was cute. So um, there's well, a that, lot of yeah. cute ways to do it, but okay, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna split the difference here and say let's retire ones where there's like some kind of environmental issue happening where we're like smoke like lighting off a smoke that's a particular color or like confetti or like you know things like the popping balloon we can leave all that stuff out a cake totally fine with a cake that works for me i think we can all agree there 
Oh, this was actually an interesting one. Another one to retire is called Bulldozer Parenting. Are you familiar with that? No, but it sounds like something that's going to describe me. <laughs> it's actually something that describes me. Oh, okay. No, what you're thinking of is steamroller parent. I'm that's a steamroller parent. That's when you're like, I'm we're st- doing this. Yep, yep. That's it, period. Bulldozer parenting is thinking about it, the bulldozer in front of your child rather than like following oh, them. So you're, yes. you're bulldozing obstacles for them. Like Ryan. before they even occur, before they even are aware that there's an obstacle, you are basically completely removing This is a hundred percent you. This is gonna be great for us to read this. And I now know what I'm calling you from now on. Bulldozer. Bulldozer dad. A lot of bulldozer parents are truly well-meaning and trying to protect their kids, but take it a bit too far. By eliminating anything that could cause their kids to struggle or feel badly, there's there's a typo, it's BuzzFeed, so obviously, they say feed badly, but it's feel badly. They rob them of the ability to learn how to cope with those situations, which makes it worse when they do inevitably encounter something negative that they have to deal with or overcome on their own. How does that make you feel, BD? Well, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I go back and forth with this. It's hard to see him struggle. The hardest thing, though, is that he can't communicate. So, like, when he can communicate, I think I can kind of help him work through mental things. Like, a good example is he was, like, reaching for this toy at the bottom, very, very bottom of his toy bin, and there was something else that was on top of it. So, he couldn't get that out. So, like, if he could understand what we were saying, I could say, why don't you try taking the top toy off of it? Then you could get that one. But he he can't understand that. So, now, I didn't, in this situation, go get the toy for him. But it's not uncommon where I would go get the toy for him. Part of that also is because, like, I'm thinking three minutes down the line. And I'm like, he's going to not be able to get it. He's going to be, like, screaming and crying. And, like, who wants to listen to that? But I do take your point and the point of this author that I'm not necessarily helping him long term by doing that Mm -hmm. okay this is an interesting one I'm just going to say one more that they're saying we could retire okay Uh, I think that will bring us to like seven altogether something out of the ten the other ones are just like completely stupid but anyway retire stage or sports or social media parenting yeah So there are plenty of kids who look truly happy and engaged in making content for social media or performing in some other arena like dance, sports, music, and that's beautiful for them. It's incredibly uncomfortable, however, when you come across a page where you can tell a child is uncomfortable or reluctant to make content. If that's not your kid, accept it instead of insisting and contributing to more significant issues in turn. And I'll just add my own thing that you and I have discussed, which is like there's a lot of kids of social media people. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm always wondering that, like when, you know, they turn the camera to the kid and the kid's like, you know, yay or whatever. It's not necessarily the they're not the content per se, but they are like participating. I always wonder, like. How is that going to affect these kids, you know, just having like a camera always on? It's so interesting because there was a time where there wasn't child labor laws and child actors and like little extras and commercials. There was no laws to protect them. But then obviously, you know, someone decided these kids are kind of being exploited and there has to be these strict laws where the money 
you know, that they are earning and these acting jobs have to be put in a special trust that only they can access. But we don't have that for social media. Yeah. And I just also wonder, like, this is the first sort of generation of kids that grew up not just with social media, but it being like a focal point of their parents. And in many cases, like it's their parents' business and like lifestyle. So I just, I really wonder how this will affect kids and having worked with like some little kids who are just like addicted to the internet and all that stuff, their parents didn't grow up with social media. Right. So this is like the first generation where it's happening. So it's going to be really interesting, like 10, 15, 20 years from now to see how this impacts them. And if they're going to like completely, you know, abhor, Uh, social media or if they'll like really be accepting of it right so uh you brought us an article today as well didn't you i did and actually we didn't consult beforehand but mine is pretty similar to yours oh okay (laughs) it's a little different though it's from the new york times it's called how parenting today is different and harder oh i bet some uh some listeners of the pod are gonna Maybe disagree with this article if there's <laughs> if we're saying it's harder now. Oh, some of our sixty plus audience. Yeah. The sub headline reads: Parents feel intense pressure to be more hands on, and a new survey shows this often means more emotional engagement. Okay, I'm very intrigued. Um, the only thing I'll say up the, up at the top is whenever it's like survey, I'm always like, who's participating in these surveys? Okay, so there was a survey conducted by a research center. 3,757 U.S. parents were surveyed. Okay. There were a lot of findings. So overall, the survey found that today's parents spend more time and money on their children than previous generations. Working mothers spend as much time with their children as stay-at-home mothers did in the 1970s. Wow. And the mothers feel more pressure to be hands-on. So I think the, one of the biggest differences is there's this pressure that like when you're with your kids, you're engaging with your kids, you're doing kid activity, whereas it seems in the past or, you know, when our generation was being raised, it was more socially acceptable that adults are doing adult activities while kids are present. And the focus isn't all on the kids and engaging the kids. Mm. Well, I definitely, I mean, I definitely think that's true. Anecdotally also, though, if you think about it, like their parents, meaning like our parents' generation's parents, yeah, were like, did they even know that they had children? It was basically just like, wow. uh, you know, here's these two wheels, uh, you know, see you later. And the kids would, do, I just remember like my parents talking about like hitchhiking all the time and just like all sorts of just like unsupervised goings on, you know what I mean? So the trickle down of that, I think, is like the fact that our parents are in the same room with us, that's a big plus, you know what I'm saying, compared to their upbringing. Sure, that brings me to the next section where it says, another way parenting has become harder, according to the survey, is a new set of concerns about children's well-being. Parents typically have such worries, but fears have changed over time. The so-called helicopter parents of the 1980s were mostly concerned about physical safety, like kidnapping and teen pregnancy. Now, those concerns are still here, but they've been superseded by ones about mental health. So three quarters of parents in the survey said that they were worried their children would struggle with anxiety or depression or face bullying. I don't think that was as much of a worry. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's probably a good point. I mean, I feel like bullying was so pervasive from like the time we were in high school and sure, before but don't that. Sure, like it was kind of like, well, suck it up. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm saying the 
the act of bullying and like exclusivity and all that kind of stuff was mm-hmm. very prevalent and not talked about at the time. It was always just kind of like if two kids were like one kid was getting bullied or something like that, the teachers would always be like, oh, you know, just stop. It wasn't like, OK, well, now we're going to sit down and have a trust circle and like really talk about and like literally that's what's ha- I might sound like I'm being facetious, but that's literally what's happening in schools. Right. It's like we're all sitting down with bullies and like really unpacking what that means and why and like. I think part of that also comes from treating kids like adults, you know, is that like our, our generation, maybe we're treated like kids. Certainly our parents were treated like kids and now kids have so much access to information, Hmm. even about things like mental health and that being a part of the conversation. I feel like that just wasn't a part of the conversation when we were in high school. Yeah. So I think another part of it is talking specifically about mothers that now, you know, mothers have more options in terms of education and career, and even still they feel more societal pressure to meet a certain standard as a mother and achieve all of these extra I definitely think that's levels a, in their yeah. career. And, and we've talked about this too, like how you, it, it seems like basically impossible to make a decision to be an amazing parent and also be an amazing professional seems tough so and obviously for women i feel like that's even more difficult yeah that's that that's what i'm saying so yeah i I just i don't even know how you do that especially like let's say if you've just given birth like for you and then you had maternity leave and now you're back teaching there's no way that you can give 100 percent, even if you wanted to you just came back from maternity leave you're still having a pump in the closet or all that stuff like Mm -hmm. and you're trying to be the the best professional you can maybe but i just that's a tough one for sure. I don't know that. I mean, I think it depends on the profession because obviously like teachers were doing this forever. Yeah, I don't think that's new. Maybe more in the corporate world. And if anything, I feel like with the example you just gave, like so many more women are talking about how tough that is. And That's a good point. It's like there's more resources. There's more laws for like protecting your rights as a lactating worker. Right. So from that standpoint, I have to think it's maybe a little easier. Yeah, no, I I actually definitely agree with that. I don't I don't know that it's necessarily harder to be a parent. Obviously, like this one survey is probably not going to exactly <laughs> narrow that down. But but to your point, I mean, just the idea of there being a community where people can talk about mental health things that they're facing, you know, even like going on Reddit or something. We were talking earlier, like somebody was posting something on Reddit that they were having like issues with and all these other parents were coming offering advice and in my case judgment but anyway um you know i think things like that those didn't exist before right like maybe you ran into Other a coworker resources. or something yeah. that you could kind of commiserate with but not like today where you can like go to youtube go to reddit or like, what about listen to a podcast listen to a podcast rambling on about various parenting topics exactly so so i do think that there is a lot more opportunity for like community and that certainly can help make things easier and i'll, and I'll say this We've and we've talked about this with our own parents. Like when they didn't know something about parenting, they might call a relative or like a friend. And if that relative or friend didn't have the answer, well, that's it. You don't have the answer. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, it now it's like, oh, you know, I spent three hours re- researching on the internet, and now I'm an expert, basically, in you know, child sleep patterns or something. So right. So basically, of the people surveyed. Eight out of ten parents of young children said they found it to be enjoyable and rewarding most or all of the time. It's pretty good, 80%. Yeah. And two-thirds say it's much harder than they thought it would be. 
So is this like a longitudinal study though? Because how do you make a comparison without having data from like 1970 or whatever? Well, I, I don't know. I'm asking questions I shouldn't be asking. I guess. <laughs> yeah, Brian, just keep it moving. Keep it moving. All right. Well, parenting news. Check. Check. How? No. Weird. So we conclude every episode with each sharing a high, a low, and a just plain weird from the last week in parenting. Brian, what you got for us this week? What's your low of the week? Okay. I my I have one primary low. Tell and us. And it's just like the abstraction and also concrete reality of having like a giant bag filled with my child's poop that just like is in our house, meaning his poop trash that is in his room. Okay. I just like am I'm just tired. I'm just tired of having a big trash filled with poop in his room (laughs) and like going into his room in the morning or whatever. And it smells like poop. And then, you know, we let, obviously we, we bring the trash out like at least once a day, we'll take the trash out. And then of course he's going to poop again. And then the room smells like poop. So it's just like, it's too much. Why are we keeping a a trash bag filled with human poop in it? Do you know (laughs) what I'm saying? There's gotta be a better way. Why don't you take it out every time? That'd be nice. Every single time. Yeah. That just seems wasteful. But no, I, no, no, just take the diaper, walk outside, put it outside in the trash. I mean, that's not a terrible <laughs> idea. Like, or you just use, um, like, grocery bags or something like that. Totally. So we have the Ubi diaper pail, U-B-B-I. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it claims to, like, contain the smell and it's smell-proof. But I don't think any of them. That's really true, yeah. Be. Now, th- I do have to just give uh, one quick tip for these. There is a pr- very, at least with the Ubi, there's a very particular way to put the trash bag in them that will keep it, keep the smell to a minimum. But, oof. And, like, he had a particularly nasty one the other day. <laughs> okay. And, man, just, Thank like, you for wa- well, I mean, it's a podcast about parenting, so. But, yeah, the <laughs> just walking by, it was, like, holy jeez. Like, it was just so much overwhelming scent that it, ugh, I just look forward to a day where we don't have to keep his poop in a bag in our house. Now, mm-hmm. the only other thing I'll add to that is we, because of that and many other reasons, obviously, I'm thinking that we're nearing the point at which we should start thinking about thinking about <laughs> potty training. Thinking about thinking about. I like it. I like it. So um, I'll just say if anybody, and we're not even getting to that yet, so I don't even want to talk about that on this episode, but if anybody's got just that preliminary week one, you know, first two days of potty training tips or advice please let us know well i think how to even get started opening a wide canyon because there's a lot of opinions and strategies and methods hey man i'm all for it that's what this is for all right what about you what's your uh wait what was that low what was your low of the week (laughs) my low is pretty lighthearted, as opposed to mine very 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 serious serious You know, I'm just sick of never being able to enjoy my own stuff without having to share. I want to take a sip of my water bottle. Oh, I want to sip too. I got to share it. I want to take a quick bite of an apple. I want to bite too. I want to make a quick English muffin and put some peanut butter. I want, even if this child has already eaten a feast fit for a king. Oh yeah, that doesn't matter. If I just go to take a quick sip or a quick bite of anything, I got to share. And you know what? I like have my own stuff. I understand. Bri, what's your weird? My weird of the week. I'm so glad you asked. Okay. Anytime. So uh, to, this is, I thought it was very funny. 
Um, so we went to Cheesecake Factory the other night. Yes. And uh, we have a Cheesecake Factory not terribly far from our house. And we, pre-child, were Cheesecake Factory mainstays. We love Cheesecake Factory. Just because, like, it's like a limited menu. When you go, there's only, like, <laughs> five or six things. Yeah, just very few offerings. It narrows it down for you. It's nice. They n- And they <laughs> nail those five or six things every time. Anyway, so, um, you know, as we were referencing earlier in this episode, one like we've been really working. I, I wouldn't even say working, but it's just coincidental that we're saying we'll say something and he'll repeat it. Obviously, we're at that point in time. Yes. So um, we always try and get him to say like bye to people. So when we're leaving, we'll say bye. Do you say bye, bye, bye? So we'll, we will end up saying bye like a hundred times. <laughs> now, what happened at the restaurant was we were leaving and we had already paid and everything and the server was just coming to like pick up the bill, whatever, and was like, you know, thanks so much, you know, goodbye. And so then I said, thank you. And I turned to our son and I said, do you say thank you? Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. I said it like that, like five <laughs> or six times. Right. Now the server did not hear me say, do you say, or anything like that. He didn't realize I was addressing my son. Right. So he kind of was like, oh, yeah. Like, he, he kind of was taken aback. Like, why is this guy saying thank you 40 times? And also in, like, a baby voice. Yeah. I was like, thank you. Do you say thank you? And he was like, um. And so it's just a very. Yeah. He's basically like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, You're welcome. Yeah, Any, it's anytime. fine, guy. It's fine. So it was just, uh, that was a very funny, awkward moment. And exactly, I think, typified what we're going for for weird. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, well, he walked away before you had a chance to kind of be like, oh, yeah. Well, then that, that's the other just thing. It's like, oh, you son. know, I, yeah, sorry, buddy. I'm, I'm trying to, you see, my son, he's starting to talk. So I, I didn't really have that time to unpack that <laughs> no. whole thing. So anyway, what's your weird? So my weird has to do with us and... You know, we took our son to get a haircut, his second haircut recently, Mm. and he was next in line. We had to wait, which is not a big deal, you know, five or 10 minutes for the woman to be ready to cut his hair. And so he's starting to get a little antsy because obviously he's not going to just sit for five or 10 minutes. So he's walking around a little bit and they have toys and all kinds of stuff around because like incentives. Yeah. They want you to buy your kid these special toys as like a reward for being good at their haircut or something. And we kind of were just letting him pick toys off the shelf and play with them and hold them. And he wanted a certain one from like a high shelf. So I got it down for him. Now, we had no intention to right, buy any of these. Without any intent to buy. <laughs> it was just like, sure, you can hold and play with these uh, before while we're waiting for your haircut so yeah, you don't whine. Distract you. And then I was just watching him walk around with these like random toys that we're clearly not going to pay for thinking, are we the most annoying parents ever? Why? Because that's annoying behavior. <laughs> What, what is annoying about it? It's just like, oh, yeah, play with the stuff that we clearly are not going to buy, but, like, we're going to take advantage of it anyway, and we're going to no give you whatever guy. you're asking for. Have you ever been a parent and <laughs> taking your child to, like, Target or something? You always have to give Target's them something. different. That's different. This is a tiny, like, kind of locally owned. So you're saying the teenager behind the desk <laughs> making minimum wage is, like, praying that we're going to end up buying the, you it know, It just seemed like a little annoying. Tennis racket with the ball attached to it or whatever. I, I just, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with that. I Okay, I'll say this, conversely. Which is more annoying, us giving him the toy for five minutes sure. so he can play with it before his haircut or screaming and carrying on for 20 minutes? Sure, sure. All right. You've convinced me. Okay, great. 
All right, we're going to end with a banger. What's your high, Bri? All right, I, speaking of banger, I have two. Oh so boy. the first one, small, small one. As I was saying, we're getting thank you, all that stuff going. So unprovoked this week, when the babysitter left, I said, bye, bye. And he said, bye, thank you. And I melted into the floor. I could not believe that he said thank you. And... There was confirmation because the I didn't say anything. The babysitter said, oh, did he just say thank you? And I was like, I think oh, so. so. And also it's important to say that this happened before the waiter incident. That's true. <laughs> it was before the like a couple days before. You, didn't, you weren't even begging for it. Yeah. yeah. So that was just awesome. I'm, I'm thrilled about that. So uh, obviously he doesn't know what he's saying or what that means. And I definitely could he just knows. be morphing sounds together he that he's knows. saying, but he knows. all right, now I'm going for my second high here. And this oh is boy. a really big high. And I don't think I've talked about this on the cast before. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the deal. As I said, I am the private chef of our household mm-hmm. and I have a rice cooker that I seldom use. I don't use it too frequently, but Recently, we have been swapping out our uh, range, like our, you know, stove and oven. And while we're waiting for the other one to get hooked up and everything, I've been using the rice cooker like crazy because there's a steamer basket. It's our only way to cook. Listeners, (laughs) if you have one or two small children, I cannot recommend a rice cooker highly enough. First of all, very inexpensive. You can get a rice cooker for like 20 bucks on Amazon. And not a bad one either, like a, a pretty decent one. If you spend like 40, 50 bucks, you'll get a very good one. Whoa. And what's really cool about it is you can, you know, obviously make rice in there because, you know, it is called a rice cooker. But mm. the main thing I like to do is I'll put like rice or pasta in the rice cooker portion. You put the steamer basket on top, throw half a sweet potato on there with a little bit of broccoli and... You got a stew going, baby. <laughs> you can put like some meat in there or something like that, whatever. But it, and what's great about it is unlike if, if you're cooking on the stovetop or something, you have to watch it. You don't have to watch this at all. It literally will turn off when it's done and just keep it warm. It has made meals, like cooking meals for him, a game changer. I just throw everything in there, chop everything, throw it in there, and then come back in 15 minutes, done. And Whoa. it does hard-boiled eggs, all that kind of stuff. So... If you're just looking to like make your life a little easier and you find that you're the like person doing the cooking a lot, try the rice cooker. I'm telling you, it's such a game changer. And it cooks everything perfectly. Like everything comes out steam perfectly. The rice and all that obviously comes up. It's just a game changer. <laughs> Cannot speak highly enough. I just want to know how much is Rice Cooker Incorporated paying you yeah. right now? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I would love a Cuisinart <laughs> or any other, you know, rice cooker maker sponsorship. That would be amazing. You're really doing a good job selling this product. I was thinking, I, I've told you this, I should do like a chef dad account or something. Yeah. Because you know? I cook so much for this child and gourmet meals. Too. I really do gourmet meals. And it, it's mostly prep work, honestly. It's just like mostly chopping stuff, but it's, yeah. Listeners, let us know if you would follow a chef dad account. Yeah, let me know. Well, that's awesome. Thanks what about for the you? Hot tip. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anytime. I'm full of hot tips. So, what is your high of the week? My high is just the highest high that I've ever experienced in my life. And that is that 
for three consecutive days. Oh Our yeah, lay it on us. Slept till seven o'clock. I didn't even know this was possible. You know what? That's worth blowing out the <gasps> microphone for. I seriously didn't even think. I thought he was defective. It would never happen for us. I'd heard other parents talk about this urban myth that their child slept till seven, and I we thought just didn't just believe no them. Way. I got to take mine back. There's a problem with the manufacturing. And it happened. It happened three days one of the in days, a row. One of the days we, like, normally we leave to drop him off at daycare, like, a little before 8. Mm-hmm. It was, like, 7.45. 7.45 the first day. And I was like, what What's is this alternate here? universe? And we were looking at the monitor, like, did did he have, like, a concussion? Or, like, what's happening here? But, no, he's been totally fine. And he wakes up completely, like, soaked through his diaper and sleep sack and everything because he just, like, sleeping that hard, basically. Yeah, we need to look at maybe some more observe- observant. Observant. Yeah, observant. <laughs> observant and absorbent diapers. But you know what? I'm celebrating because seriously, it's just such a game changer. If every kid slept this late, I'd have 18 more children. Speak for yourself, but um, I will also see you at four forty-five tomorrow morning. <laughs> I know, for real. But we've been really enjoying it. That's the thing I was gonna say at the top of the pod. Basically, is like I don't know why we're so tired because we've just gotten like three <laughs> of the best nights of sleep that we've had literally in seventeen months. Yes. So hopefully that will continue for at least another couple weeks. Well, they say sleep begets sleep. The more sleep you get, the more sleep you get. need. And the more you get, oh. and the more you need, and the more you mm, get. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if he's going through a growth spurt. He just got, like, he's getting some teeth now. He yeah, finally I mean, got his third bottom question. tooth. I'm just going to marvel at the beauty that is 7 a.m. wake-ups and feel like the new woman that I am. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for listening to all of our DFPs out there. We are mm. so appreciative, whether you're in the U.S., whether you're part of our global audience. We're thankful for you. We hope you'll find us on Instagram at Probably Okay Parenting. We welcome all to the pop community. Oh, I thought they were DFPs. They're DFPs in the pop community. Ooh, that's confusing. If you set a forest fire because you're trying to find out if you're going to have a boy or a girl and you end up burning down an entire state. Whoa. If you wake up at 4.45 every day just because you've been doing that already for 17 months and then your child doesn't even tell you that they're going to sleep until 7.45. Rude. If you might be the annoying parent who lets your kid take whatever they want off the shelf even though you have no intention of paying for it. If you are a bulldozer parent and just trying to remove (laughs) every possible obstacle from your child before they even know that that obstacle is there... It's It's probably probably okay. okay.